are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Always wonderful and charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we're going to be recapping the last two baseball games. Today's game that happened at 1230, a nice early afternoon game for the D-backs, and then last night's game, so we'll recap both of those. Then I got Connor Newcomb on the pod. You're going to hear part three. We're going to wrap up our conversation where I ask him, should MLB players, position players, be allowed to take steroids if pitchers are going to be allowed to stick them? Just let everyone go wild with illegal substances. So Connor and I will get into a discussion about that, but first... This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs get a dub over the Angels. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Now, let's talk about today's game and then on segment number two, let's talk about last or yeah, last night's game. So first, let's talk about today's game that happened this afternoon because in a shock in news that surprised no one, the D-backs took another L. They have now lost 19 straight road games, tied for the fourth longest streak ever. They've lost 21 of their last 23 games, 30 of 35. They are now 20 and 43 on the season. And if I check the standings real quick, they are, if you guys want to take a guess before I tell you, okay. I'll try and do a little door the Explorer pause there for you guys. But the D-backs are 19 games back. The San Francisco Giants, who have a two-and-a-half game lead on both the Dodgers and Padres. So we got to watch out for the Giants in the division. But, man, D-backs are not only 19 games back of the Giants. I think what's even more damning than that, they're five games back of the Rockies. Like, they are running away with last place in their division and not even just their division. I didn't know this until I was looking at Bleach Report's power rankings yesterday. The D-backs have the worst record in all of baseball. Remember when this team was a couple games above 500 at the beginning of May? Man, how times have changed and they didn't get any breaks in today's game because, once again, the D-backs offense didn't show up. They were two hit today. They had uh, they were shut out once again. Uh, it, it's getting pretty disgusting. Shut out for the eighth time this year. Fourth longest road losing streak in MLB history. And right now, I'm saying, let's just go for the record, guys. I, I said this on my Locked On Now video. If you guys missed it, go follow Locked On Dimebacks on Twitter. But in that video, I said, let's just go for the streak. We're chasing greatness right now. We have a chance at a historic record. Yes, it's not a record that you probably want to be in the record books for. But at this point in the season, what else do we have to lose? I mean, yeah, we can win games and be the fourth place team in the division. What fun is that? Let's be remembered for something. 
The Charlotte Bobcats a few years ago, when I was in high school, they were the worst team in basketball. But guess what? They won like seven games and they have the worst winning percentage in NBA history and people are going to remember that team for how bad they are the the 76ers a few years ago under Hinky, the the trust the process team people remember that team for how bad it is let's get the D-backs on the list of all-time worst teams because right now they have a chance to do that and in today's game the the baseball gods the referees the umpires whatever you want to say they were adding insult to injury because if speaking of injury, Matt Peacock left in this game. Uh, uh, apparently, it sounds like Toy Lovello talked about he might have dodged a bullet. Still don't understand uh, the full extent of his injuries just yet. He might be able to make his next start. We'll see. But just the news the D-backs need. You got Zach Allen, who should be coming back relatively soon, but he's still out. We know Luke Weaver's on the 60-day. We know Bumgarner's on the 10-day. Widener should hopefully be back relatively soon as well. So, now with Matt Peacock out, that's literally five starters out. We don't even have five starters in the rotation, but somehow we got five starting pitchers out. That's how bad the injury bug has been this season for the D-backs. And not only has injuries played a big part into the D-backs season, but also just some straight-up bad luck. If you guys watch today's game, the only reason Matt Peacock gave up three earned runs today because there was a BS call in today's game. I know you guys had to see this. It, it was all over Twitter, all over social media. Ketel Marte, line drive to center field. Ketel is running backwards. He's running toward the wall. Makes a beautiful over-the-shoulder catch. But then he runs into the wall as he's, as he's completing the catch. And as he's disengaging from the wall... He kind of just swings his arm from the momentum, disengaging from the wall, and the ball pops out uh, out of his glove, and because of it, they ruled that the batter had a triple instead of being called out, and when you watch the replay, Keto Marte clearly catches the ball, he takes like two steps, then runs into the wall, disengages from the wall, and takes like another step and a half before the ball even pops out, so in my mind, Keto Marte takes like four to five steps with the ball in his glove before it even pops out. And according to the rule book, they might have gotten this one correct. They might have gotten this one correct because apparently in the rule book, if the ball dislodges after you collide with a player or a wall, it counts as a drop ball. But where I have uh, an issue is, is it when you collide and the ball immediately pops out? Because when you watch it, the ball doesn't immediately pop out. He takes another couple steps after he disengages from the wall. And it's the momentum of him swinging his arm after he disengages that causes it. It's not really the wall that dislodges the ball from the glove. It's the momentum after he's off the wall. So in my mind, Kento Marte made a clean catch. And I didn't know this was going to be an issue in baseball I thought in baseball we had the understanding of what a catch was I didn't know this was the NFL where we didn't know what a catch was I mean in the NFL in their sport they don't even know what a catch is they have so many different rules and interpretations for what a catch is I thought it was black and white in baseball but but apparently it is not you have to survive the wall in baseball and I guess Ketel Marte did not do that but in my eyes he did and the D-backs were never able to get going in today's game. Matt Peacock, he was taken out and uh, after with injury, I mean, right after this inning, he was taken out with injury as well. So you get that bad luck with that Keto Marte triple drop ball catch uh, shenanigans. And then Matt Peacock has to be taken out after only 48 pitches. 
Still unclear as to why, so we'll get some more information after that. But for a bright side from this game after Peacock taken out, the bullpen goes what? Is that seven if I do the math? It's like six and a third innings, I believe. I'm probably wrong on the math, but the bullpen goes like six and a third, only one earned run. The, probably the best bullpen performance of the season. Probably not the best. It's in the conversation. I don't really know what the best bullpen performance is from the D-backs off the top of my head, but bullpen was actually phenomenal today and i think at least that's a bright spot for this team from today's game because still 0 for 4 runners in scoring position not enough opportunity and didn't convert uh only two hits on the day ketel Marte and tim lacastro it's like this offense has been sputtering a lot recently and What's up with Paven Smith not starting today's game? He came in and pinch hit for Tim LaCastro, but Paven Smith has to be in the lineup every day at this point. The, the man is batting 290 on the season, and he is top 10 in the National League in batting average. we got to keep Paven Smith in the lineup because that man is on fire right now. But let's talk about last night's game and John Duplantier start. But first... I want to talk to you guys about Lucy Nicotine because Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients, Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lasange with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lasanges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lasanges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple. You don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lasanges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on MLB Network listeners. Go to Lucy.com and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lasanges. That's Lucy.com and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.com and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Have you guys ever heard of Bilt Bar? Because Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. Like Guy Fieri, we're going to Flavortown. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because I'm a health conscious guy. I'm out here grinding at the gym every day and... I have a sweet tooth, and Bilt Bar satisfies that sweet tooth because it tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but get this, it's high in protein, and it's high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com.
right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's discuss uh let's discuss last night's game because that was not the result i think we all wanted from the d-backs last night and let's be honest we pretty much never get the results we want from the d-backs nowadays but at least we got to see john duplantier on the mound last night this used to be the top D-backs prospect at one point. I believe in 2018, he was the top-rated prospect in the D-backs farm system, according to MLB.com. Always got to attribute your sources. But John Duplantier, he looked good uh, the first time through the A's order. Only one of nine batters reached for the Oakland A's his first time. But the second time through the order, seven of nine batters reached for John Duplantier. And I just love saying his name, Duplant, Duplant, yeah, Duplant, yeah. I feel like I'm, you know, sitting with a French homie. What's up, Duplant, yeah, Duplant, yeah. All right, I'm done fooling around. So it all fell apart yesterday for the D-backs in the fourth inning because Duplantier was absolutely batted around in the fourth inning. And what made it really tough to watch is the fact that uh, there was no extra base hits in the fourth inning by the Oakland A's. It was single, 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 single. They were just a single slugfest, you know, how to walk, how to field his choice to score a run, but it was a whole lot of singles. It, it, it was like getting beaten to death in the mid-range in an NBA game. You guys know I love my NBA analogies on here, and it, it, it was a tough game to watch for Duplantier because for a guy who was the number one, you know, prospect at one time in the D-backs farm system, he doesn't look like he's ever going to reach that level of potential. And it's not entirely his fault. He was that guy when he first broke onto the scene. Those first couple years in the D-backs farm system, this dude was electric. I believe he led all of minors in ERA his first like full season in the minor leagues. But injuries took a major toll on this guy's body. He had shoulder issues, obliques, a whole bunch of issues. I think he even had issues going back to Rice University when he was pitching in college. And the issues carried over, the injuries carried over to the major leagues. And he missed, you know, a decent amount of time. He, he would pitch, but he would also miss time during the season in the minor leagues. And it's really taken a toll on his fastball velocity. This used to be a guy who averaged around 93, 94, who could rear it back to 95, maybe 96. But now he's a 91 mile an hour guy. He's a Merrill Kelly kind of guy when it comes to his fastball. And he's also not a guy with a lot of movement on that fastball. When I saw his fastball a couple times last night, I was like, that looks like a, a knuckle fastball. Like, I didn't know what to call it. The dude would throw in. It didn't have much movement. It didn't have much spin on it. And right now, if you're a starter without that kind of movement or spin, uh, it's hard to be uh, an effective everyday starting pitcher because uh, he doesn't have that fastball velocity. He doesn't have that movement. And right now in baseball, all these pitchers, all these starters, all these relievers, they throw 95 plus. I think the average fastball velocity is 97. So if you're Duplantier, still only 26 years old and your fastball is only topping out at 91, that makes it easy for these position players to tee off against you. They're like, I just faced Jacob deGrom last week, and he was averaging 99 on his fastball. So what do you think is going to happen when I face Duplantier, who's out here topping out around 91? It's going to be batting practice for these position players. And to I don't want to use the phrase to add insult to injury once again, but the fact that he also doesn't have supreme command of his pitches, it, it, it doesn't help either. He had three walks in three innings, and walking has been an issue for him. So if he's not 
locating a fastball that doesn't already have a lot of velocity or movement on it, it's going to be tough to be an effective starter. So I still think there's hope for him to be a pretty good, you know, potential reliever, but I, I was not a big fan of what I saw from him as a starter last night. Uh, maybe he could get that fastball velocity back. I mean, he's still only 26 years old, but did not see uh, great stuff from him last night, but a positive from last night because he always got throwing a couple positives from these games. Uh, Christian Walker hit his second home run of the season last night. An absolute bomb. Unfortunately, no one was on, but he doubled his home run total. We got a couple hits from Pavin Smith last night, two for four. So that raises average to 292 last night, but still only five hits total last night. Six strikeouts, only one walk. And guess what? Team went runners in scoring position 0 for 3. So once again, not good in that department. But bullpen, once again, not too bad. Duplantier came out, came out after three innings in the bullpen. The last five innings, only one earned run. And that was courtesy of Alex Young, this guy, Ryan Buchter. He's been pretty solid. Kevin Ginko had a really nice outing last night. So there's some positives. This D-backs bullpen hasn't been as atrocious recently uh the last couple weeks I, I think that's a real positive uh you still got guys in the lineup who's making a, a real contribution every day i mean ketel Marte is still phenomenal numbers across the board uh on the season ketel Marte is still going absolutely crazy i mean another hit today i don't know exactly what his numbers are but entering today ketel Marte was batting 366 400 OBP, uh, a 581 slugging. So Ketel Marte's numbers are going crazy. Paven Smith's numbers entering today, 292, 345, 449 slash line. So there's still some guys to watch in this starting lineup. Josh Rojas, he's been falling off recently. Uh, he, he doesn't have the same hot streak he had, uh, you know, three weeks ago, but I still want to see Josh Rojas and what he can do for this D-backs team. Uh, I need to see a little bit more Carson Kelly. Uh, Steven Vogt's a solid backup catcher, but I just need my young guys and my favorite players in the lineup every day when you're not winning games. So that means I need Carson Kelly and need a heavy dose of him. Ketel Marte and Paven Smith. Those are my three guys. Probably. I'll throw Josh Rojas in there too. Those are my four. That's my core four in my starting lineup of who I'm watching every day. Christian Walker, I can see him being moved at the deadline. Escobar, I like Escobar. I can see him being moved at the deadline. I think the most likely guy to be moved though at the deadline is David Peralta. Might be the biggest fan favorite of all of them just because he's uh, maybe the longest tenured player on this D-backs team. I would have to check uh, the stats, but I think he's probably the most likely guy to be traded at the deadline. And guys, I, I need you guys to be prepping for that deadline because I, I don't know what's going to happen. We're still uh, a little ways away, but the D-backs are definitely going to be sellers at that deadline. And the question is, who are they going to be selling? I think you can see half this lineup dip at the trade deadline, and that wouldn't be surprising. The only thing, as I'm going to keep saying as we keep beating the drum on this podcast, the only thing that can't happen is trading Ketel Marte because if that happens, we are marching down to Chase Field and we are having a peaceful protest in front of Mike Hazen's office if they trade Ketel Marte. Now, Connor Newcomb of Locked on Orioles and I will talk a little bit about steroids and illegal substances in the sport of baseball. But first, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
I will be hosting locker rooms for Locked on Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on the Locker Room app for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Be sure to join me this weekend as I'll be hosting Room after the D-backs win. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Miller Thomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this weekend after the D-backs win. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. I'll see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. I, I mentioned before, maybe letting these position players use steroids if you really want to, you know, even the playing field. You'll have the pitchers at their peak level if they're using foreign substances, and then you have the batters at their peak level. They're loaded up on steroids. So what would you think about that idea? It's a little zany. It's a little out there, but I think that could be really fun for the sport of baseball. Yeah, I mean, uh, the steroid era kind of, you know, people say it saved baseball in the late 90s, and, you know, McGuire versus Sosa kind of, captivated the nation in a way that, you know, it doesn't feel like anything in major league baseball has done so since, I mean, really McGuire Sosa and then bonds chasing Aaron. And then really after that, you know, it doesn't feel like there's been something in baseball that has really captivated everyone. And like, just what Shohei Otani does is kind of the next thing um, that really captivates a lot of people, but that's obviously for a much different reason, having the worldwide fan base and, you know, being a pitcher and a hitter, but you know, if guys know the side effects, know what they're putting in their body and, you know, they feel like they're okay doing it and the MLB is going to allow it. Like if the, if major league baseball went back to what it was like in the nineties, like I'm okay with that, that's going to help grow the game. And so whatever got it there, you know, it's kind of a, you know, do we get back to kind of a bud ceiling in the nineties mentality where it's like, I know this is going on, but let's hold off a little bit on cracking down on this as our game is more popular, you know, than it's been since, you know, the thirties or whatever. Um, and so I think I'd be okay with that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of people would probably be against it. I feel like if we talk to our pal Sully, he would be against it. He, he seems like more of an old timer guy when it comes to a lot of these rules, you know, anti-universal DH. I don't even know how you get behind that one, but one final question I want to ask you, Connor, because 
like me, you know what it's like to watch a team lose 13 plus games. Uh, just a really struggle of a season. So for you as another podcast host, how, how do you find the motivation to keep turning on your team every day when you pretty, you know, you probably know the result. You, you more than likely know what's going to happen. How do you find the motivation to keep watching your team every day? Well, John Means has helped. Um, as you talked about seeing him throw a no hitter, knowing that, well, he just went on the injured list. It should be a pretty short stint for him. It looks like, but knowing that he's going to pitch every five days is fun. Now, interestingly enough, the Orioles have not won a John Means start since his no hitter. Mm. Um, so some days it, it doesn't mean a win for the Orioles. Um, but he's still been fun to watch. Cedric Mullins is having an incredible season. Trey Mancini is the best story in baseball right now. You know, the, the way he's performing mm-hmm. coming off a cancer diagnosis in 2020, And, you know, really what helps the Orioles right now, too, in somewhat of a different way than is happening to the Diamondbacks, because the Diamondbacks have a better roster than the Orioles. I think everyone knows that they have more talent on this team and they came into this season. I don't think anyone thought they'd be a a big time playoff team, but, Mm -mm. you know, they could be a team that, you know, if things went right and, you know, Cattell Marte stayed healthy and, you know, Mad Bum got back to to his Giants ways that. You know, they could be a team that that tried to play spoiler, at least for the, you know, the Padres and the Dodgers and stuff. And that hasn't happened. Whereas for the Orioles, we knew from day one, this was going to be really, really bad. And on the flip side, we knew this was going to be really, really good in the minor leagues because the Orioles now have a top five system. And so really what's been happening is a lot of people in Orioles land have bought MILB TV for 30 bucks. And people just throw on the Bowie Bay Sox, the double A team, which has the Orioles top three prospects, Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall and Adley Rutschman are all in Bowie. Now you just throw on the Bay Sox. They're like 21 and six this season. You get to see all the Orioles best prospects. And, you know, you, you kind of follow that as you're, you know, watching the Orioles lose. And it's, it's kind of been a roundabout way, but it's almost, you know, just trying to imagine what the 2022 and, you know, really 2023 Orioles are going to look like. Uh, by by watching these minor league teams. And it's not a great answer because it's almost like, how do you get through the season? Well, I'm avoiding the major league team and watching the double A team, but it's kind of what is happening for some people. Yeah, I guess my issue was ha- being, you know, too cautiously optimistic entering the team because after 2020, I should have had no expectations, but I thought this team could, I didn't expect them to be like a, a strong a World Series contender, but I thought maybe a frisky, you know, potential wild card team. I thought, I thought, like you said, if everything broke right, I thought they could be a fringe wild card contender. And I was drinking the Kool-Aid earlier in the season. At one point, there were two games above 500 after like 30 games. And everything fell apart after that. And now they're like 21, 22 games below 500. So just like you, I haven't been turning on a lot of minor league games because their number one prospect broke his shoulder or something like that. And now he's out for the season. So there goes that guy. So I've been watching a lot of the young talent, Paven Smith, who's been really a revelation for this team this season, Josh Rojas got some other young guys on this roster. So for me in a season where, you know, your team's going to lose probably 60% of the games. I've just been trying to watch the young talent and really evaluate them there. But Connor, thanks for hopping on. Uh, I guess we did a little crossover today. You guys will hear the first part of me talking with Connor Newcomb about Domingo Leyba. But I wanted to thank you for staying up late tonight because are you, do you live in Baltimore? Yeah, I do. So I am on uh, Eastern time, but you know, we're, uh, we're only at 10 PM. The Orioles aren't playing tonight, but you know, if they were, they'd, they'd probably still be on anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. So Connor, thanks for hopping on tonight. And I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, oh, working so the much. And before you go, where can the people find you on social media? Oh yeah, you can find uh, you can find me at Connor Newcomb underscore on Twitter, and then you can find the podcast account uh, at Locked On Orioles on Twitter as well. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Stay safe out there, buddy. You too.
That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Host Peter Braskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!